0: So just about every business has been affected by the coronavirus pandemic, uh, be it in a good way uh, for home delivery businesses, that sort of thing, or in a bad way. If you're a restaurant and you've been shut down, or uh, here in Central Florida, you're a tourism-based business and you have suffered from not having people in town, uh, it's hard to find a business that has not been affected in one way or another by the coronavirus pandemic. Now, for me, I don't own my own business. I have a second job that is uh, 1099 gig, so I'm kind of a a uh, an independent contractor. But uh, you know, that's just freelance reporting. So personally, I haven't seen my income affected by the pandemic. And for me, my personal experience, I grew up. Uh, in a family with a small business. My father was an electrical contractor for 40 years. And so I had a front row seat for the trials and tribulations and triumphs of owning your own business. I can remember as a a kid, you know, I was probably eight or 10 years old and my dad one time showed me a check for $89,000. And when you're a little kid, you know, $89,000 seems like a million. I mean, it's still a lot of money, but as a kid seeing a check for one job that my dad did, totaling $89,000, I thought that was pretty cool. And as I got older, uh, unfortunately, my father's business kind of fell off, and he didn't do so well later in his career. And he ended up getting sick and having to sell off his business. Uh, the guy that bought his business never paid him. My dad held on to this note for years, uh, a worthless bank note that this guy, you know, somehow they had it written up by an attorney that he was supposed to pay for my uh, everything that was in my father's uh, business at the time, and he never got paid. So I watched my father uh, go from doing very well for himself as a business owner to basically dying penniless. And during my formative years, uh, my dad would send me out on the trucks with crews and I would, you know, basically be a helper. I can remember as a kid crawling around in the trusses uh, of a roof structure of a house, helping to, to, they would call it roughing the house. That's when you run the wires through the house. And then when you trim is when you connect all of the receptacles and switches and all that stuff and and you connect the breaker box and all that. But as a kid, I got quite an experience going out on the work trucks with these guys and, uh, and basically being... Uh, you know, an electrician's helper. But I also saw my dad struggle and I saw my dad declare bankruptcy several times. So uh, as a teenager, when I'm starting to think about what I wanted to do with my life, uh, I really didn't have any interest in taking my father's business. Now that I'm over 40 and I work two jobs to try and make it work, uh, I got to be honest, there is a part of me that kind of wishes I had just done what my dad wanted me to do, take over his business. And who knows, maybe I could be uh, sitting on a yacht right now. And money isn't everything. Don't get me wrong. I love what I do as a reporter and as a podcast host, but I do have to work two jobs to make it work. And I think, you know, it might be nice to only have one job and only have to worry about one job. So let's talk about This week's episode of Not in the Mood, uh, I found an expert to talk to us about some of the challenges that business owners are facing, and it's funny funny how I uh, came across our guest, Jerry Ross. He's the executive director of the National Entrepreneur Center. Uh, I found Jerry at the scene of a story last week. I was at a FEMA-run COVID-19 vaccination site waiting for a press conference with a member of Congress, and Jerry was one of the speakers at this press conference because the particular member of Congress, Val Demings, was talking about the latest round of coronavirus stimulus, trying to drum up local support for it. Uh, Of course, now we know it's been passed and that sort of thing. But as I'm waiting for this news conference to start, I'm talking to Jerry about what he does. And I said to myself, this would make for a great not in the mood because there are so many small business owners out there that have been affected by the pandemic. Uh, So many businesses struggling to keep the lights on. I thought, why not talk to somebody who can perhaps connect our listeners with some resources. Maybe we can help you guys out. Maybe you can learn a little bit of advice, uh, find out what else is out there available to you. So after talking to Jerry at that scene, we connected uh, the next week and here he joins us now telling us about the National Entrepreneur Center. Uh,
1: The National Entrepreneur Center is a great gift that has been given to small businesses in the community by the community. It is a single location that is shared by 14 independent organizations that all have one single mission, and that's to help small businesses grow. And so what we do there is we provide coaching one-on-one coaching for free for businesses to talk to someone uh, about their business, maybe how they get started or maybe how they grow or maybe how some of the, how to deal with some of the challenges that they're having. We have education seminars, many of them free, Uh, Most of them are low cost to learn things like uh, QuickBooks or marketing or or management, leadership, uh, all sales, all those kinds of things that help businesses grow. And then finally, we provide connections. Uh, Sometimes people say, you know, I know what to do. I just I don't know how to get a hold of who I need to connect with. And sometimes that's resources that we provide, or sometimes that's someone that we would know in the community to connect. So it's really a place where every business can get helped, every business can connect and, and get trained, get coached, so that we build a much stronger small business community.
0: And let's talk about the environment in which we find ourselves today. What are business owners telling you about their ability to do business amid the pandemic?
1: It has been uh, unprecedented. I know that term gets used a lot. Uh, but some businesses have said, you know, how, how can we survive? Uh, when we've been through almost a year of shutdown, uh, it's really hard to survive if, if you're not open. <laughs> and so, uh, first of all, there are some businesses that have been devastated but by the fact that they, they cannot be open uh, or they've been opened um, in a way that, that they're not able to have enough clients or serve enough clients that they can survive. And so there are those businesses that are suffering that. There are the businesses that have said, you know, I just didn't have enough reserves. You know, I'm I'm making it, but some of the PPP helped. Um, Some of the the stimulus packages helped. Orange County government had a grant program through the CARES Act uh, that they provided $10,000 in grants to local businesses who qualified. And so some of those businesses said, you know, I'm hanging on. Um, And and those programs helped them survive. And then there was the businesses that have uh, used this as a time to rethink their business model. (laughs) They've cut their costs and found ways to say, um, I'm going to serve businesses in a different way. And so you see that with a lot of the restaurants that have uh, done, you know, they used to be just dine-in restaurants and now they've done curbside delivery. Uh, you've seen the growth of of the DoorDash kind of businesses where they'll pick up and deliver uh, food to your home. A lot of the manufacturing companies that were manufacturing different items have pivoted to doing uh, face masks and custom face masks with your logos and uh, hand sanitizers and those kind of things. So, you know, it's really been uh, a year of of pivot, which is another term that you know you hear a lot, but some businesses are are suffering from pivot exhaustion because they've been trying to find a way to use what they have in this in this environment that we've been given uh, to do business. And and finally, there are the businesses that say, uh, I've I found a way to cut costs. I've pivoted to doing uh, online business and and business remotely, and they're finding that their numbers are growing and their costs are going down, and they're going to emerge from this uh, in stronger, better ways with a different business model than they would have ever done uh, had we not had the pandemic.
0: Now, I know when we're talking about businesses that have been affected uh, the most uh, amid the pandemic, I think restaurants come to mind. Here in Central Florida, you think about tourism-based businesses with the, with the theme parks being closed and the hotels limiting uh, capacity and that sort of thing. But what are some of the other businesses that are really suffering right now that may not get as much attention?
1: Well, any business that, that provides you know, face-to-face services, you know the, the barber shops, the beauty salons, the nail salons, uh, many of the, the retail businesses, because uh, they weren't considered essential, they they were been closed down. And then even as they do open up, uh, there's social distancing, which limits the capacity of having people in. And so uh, our, our uh, resource partners make most of their money to survive from having events that people pay to attend. And so even if they eventually were able to have those events, the events were limited in the attendance that they could have. And so any service business um, that, that relies on face-to-face transactions uh, has been severely affected. Many of them have found that the technology that we've all discovered, like Zoom and WebEx and, and some of those uh, virtual meetings, have been um, a way to, to survive, a way to make it through this, even though they have been limited. I think as people get uh, more confident in coming out that we're going to see a recovery this year, uh, but there was a period of time where people would say, yes, you can open, but only at 30% or only at, at uh, 50%. Well, th- when you have a limit on the amount of people you can serve, you're, you're severely limited the amount of money you can make. And so all of those personal service businesses, massage uh Uh, therapy. Um, Even in in physical therapy, uh, a lot of folks weren't comfortable going. But a lot of that was even limited because they weren't doing elective surgeries. So knee replacements and hip replacements and things like that that would require physical therapy weren't being done. And so uh, every business in the world has been affected by this pandemic. Uh, And some of them have found new ways to do that. And others are finding that uh it's gonna be really hard to to reopen.
0: Let's talk about innovating uh right now, especially in the healthcare industry in the mental health counseling industry uh we're seeing these providers falling back on uh video conferences and and doing uh zoom uh telehealth I think is the term they use telehealth visits that sort of thing. Are there any other innovations and we talk about restaurants? Uh, going to more carry out, opening up outdoor dining spaces. Are there any other exciting innovations being made right now with businesses? Oh, oh, sure. Uh,
1: I, in fact, uh, I had experienced having COVID myself uh, and it was not fun. Uh, and yet in order to return back to work, you have to have two negative tests. And so uh there's a company that provides uh, a, a home test kit uh, so that you could, you know, take the this, this swab and send it in, and they would test it remotely and then tell you whether you were testing positive or negative. And so that service was not available. And it's a, a whole new business that is formed because this was an ability when people said, I can't get in to get tested. You know, the, the windows for testing and the appointments for testing would fill up. Uh, so that was just one many of the cleaning companies um, that are out there that have been doing commercial cleaning or cleaning of offices have have grown into you know sanitation to providing you know the the, the deep cleaning of spaces to ensure when when people do come and use a conference room that when they leave uh, sometimes they come in and spray it uh, with antiseptic and and to ensure that it 's a safe space for people who are Return to, and so even even the PPP equipment, you know, whether it's ventilators or or masks or or face shields, uh, many of the companies that had not even thought about uh, being in that part of manufacturing have said there is a worldwide need for healthcare equipment. Uh, we can serve that with with some of the technology we all already have, and in business, you know, terms we call that diversification. So they're using the the tools and the resources that they have to, to serve another target market.
0: Well, I can think back to last year when people were stockpiling toilet paper. And I can remember saying on this podcast that, hey, listen, before we run out of toilet paper, American manufacturers are going to find a way to manufacture that toilet paper and make money <laughs> off of it. And I think we're seeing that. That's right.
1: That's right. Entrepreneurs are early adopters and they are very innovative. And so if there is a need out there entrepreneurs exist on finding a way to intelligently and innovatively serve that market. And so uh, companies that weren't making toilet paper, if there's a need and, and a, a scarcity of that, uh, they're going to find a way to make it. Uh, there was a whole run on water, you know, where people were getting bottled water. And, and I said, you know, if I run out of bottled water, I'll turn, off my, or turn on my faucet in my kitchen. I can still get water. Uh, and so, I think sometimes people get into a panic of of uh, preparing, and that generates a scarcity. And in that scarcity, generates an opportunity for um, an entrepreneurial business.
0: And you had mentioned some of the uh, CARES Act money that's come to Central Florida now being made available by Orange County government. Uh, outside of Central Florida, are there are there uh, is there infrastructure in place to get help to these other businesses that may not be in Central Florida?
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, the, the Small Business Administration, uh, at the federal government level, funds small business development centers, and and there are small business development centers, or they call them SBDCs, located in in every state. And so, whoever's listening to this today, they are probably in an area that is served by a small business development center. and And you can go there; you can get face to face coaching or remote coaching. Uh, It's free. It's paid for by the federal government. Uh, They have access to to online learning. And so there is help in in every local area provided by the Small Business Development Center. And the same is is true for the SCORE chapters, which stands for the Senior Corps of Retired Executives that is funded by the SBA. And those are folks that will coach and train businesses for free. Uh, And they come from... Uh, an area of experience. And so each of those coaches have had some kind of business experience that they agree to coach and mentor businesses for free. So whoever's listening to this, uh, if they could, you know, Google small business development centers in my area or the SCORE chapter in my area uh, are really just a phone call away from getting access to business help that's especially important in this time.
0: All right, let's talk about your customers, business owners that are on the brink when one calls you, how do you kind of how do you kind of assure them? I mean, obviously you don't know their situation, but you know what's your general message to business owners who may be struggling right now? Uh, you know, how do you encourage them to to turn the corner on all this and just ride it out?
1: Well, first of all, it's, don't do it alone. You know, there's a, there's a whole lot of of business owners and entrepreneurs that that think that they have to do this alone and by themselves, and and that is a myth. Uh, some people see getting help or reaching out to ask for help as weakness and that's and not it's maturity. Uh, I have been an entrepreneur all my life and, and I've had some businesses that worked really well and some that didn't and yet I always reached out to say who is someone I can talk to that knows how to do this? Who's someone I can talk to who's been here before uh, and I've never met an entrepreneur that wasn't willing to help someone else And so the first thing we do is to say, don't do this alone. Uh, The the next thing we look at is to say, you need to engage. Uh, You need to engage with a coach. You need to engage with your employees because if you're scared and struggling, they're going to be scared and struggling. And you don't want to lose your employees or you don't want to lose productivity at a time that you need it the most. So you need to engage with your your, uh, employees you need to engage with your clients because many of them may have needs um, and, and they don't, they want to know that you're going to be around. And so it, what you don't want to do is is if they're going to place an order, you want them to place it with you now because that's what keeps businesses afloat. And so reaching out, not doing it alone, engaging are the first two things. And then we have to look at the business model to say, is this truly a sustainable business model? Uh, can you have to cut costs. If you're trying to sell your way out of a crisis, you may have to sell, you know, uh, $100,000 to make $10,000. Uh, but if you cut $10,000 in costs, that drops to your bottom line today. And so, you know, cutting costs becomes a very effective way to to stay in business and, and protect your cash flow because that will keep the doors open. So in every business, those things apply. Then we get into the specifics of their, their, uh, individual businesses and say, how can we connect them and help them grow?
0: And hopefully your business has been able to grow amid everything that's been going on. Hopefully you've been able to innovate. Uh, if you haven't, you can connect with resources at nationalec.org. You can talk to Jerry and his staff there. They can certainly uh, provide you some assistance and, and hopefully uh, help your business weather this pandemic, if not grow. So that's part one of our two part podcast in part two, we're going to rejoin Jerry and we're going to talk about how you start your own business with everything going on right now is it a good time i think you can make an argument that it is it may be more challenging for some folks but we're going to get into that